If there's one thing everyone can agree on, it's that finances can be confusing, especially when you're trying to make sure your career, family life, and everything in between is taken care of. Trust me, I'm right there with you. Whether you're a seasoned investor, a budgeting newbie, or just someone looking to supercharge your financial future in about 15 minutes, this is for you. If you're ready to make your money work harder for you, and if you're ready to spark true financial independence, then you've come to the right place. I'm Teresa Arago, and this is Talking Sense. We recently had a request on our social media, and we felt like it would actually make a good episode, so we're going to cover that today. The question was, does it make sense to look at home prices based on how it comes out monthly, or how much you actually end up paying with the 15 or 30 year loans. And we've talked about this before with cars that the monthly payment can be tricky and misleading because I had one where the monthly payment was very small, but it was actually financed for like 72 months. And and I was, when I looked at the paperwork, of course I was dumb enough to get the vehicle first and then look at the paperwork, which I say dumb enough, but I was just distracted, I had a baby. Um, But I remember when I looked at the paperwork, I went, I'm paying how much for this vehicle? And so paying it off quickly became a priority for me. I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you kind of get tunnel vision one way or the other. No, I think in a lot of situations, we've found ourselves just cannot afford this on a monthly basis Mm -hmm. and make that complete financial decision on does it fit monthly? Yes. And there are, you know, when you look at loans, there are a lot of different types, but generally speaking, you're going to get one of two things. You're usually going to get a 15 year note or a 30 year note. And there are some differences between them, but you know, kind of the broad picture would be a 15 year mortgage is going to have a higher payment, but you're paying it off faster. So you're going to pay lower interest. A 30 year note has a lower monthly payment, but it's going to have a higher interest rate. So typically you end up paying more over the long haul. But the decision often comes down to that monthly payment. And our question is, should it? That's what the person was asking. So that's what we're going to deal with. And we're going to talk about the impact of the different options and and that and there's another piece in here that we didn't even think of when we were writing the episode that I want to throw out too is your insurance. If you're going to use escrow to pay for the mortgage insurance, make sure you're accounting for that. If you are looking at just the monthly amount, make sure you're including the insurance so you don't end up getting blindsided and the property taxes. Yeah, and I think there's a there's just a whole lot of scenarios that we could run through this. So from the standpoint, if we're just going to base it off of 15 versus 30, that's very tough because mm-hmm. you've got to kind of look at your overall situation. There's so mm-hmm. many factors that play into, you know, which way you need to go, you know, where are you at in your timeline before retirement? You know, how old are you? What other, you know, circumstances are you looking mm-hmm. at? You know, are you dealing with possible job change? Are you someone, I mean, there's just so many different things that come in to factor but if we try to kind of generalize this down to just the 15 versus 30, mm-hmm. we can do some math on it, right? Yes. So I, I first want to cautious those that are listening to this. I mean, we're not trying to say, you know, you need to, we're not trying to prove a point here of no. saying pick a 30 or pick a 15 no. because there are so many factors that go into play uh, on, on the property that you're purchasing, you know, mm-hmm. the, the time period that you're going to possibly be there. So let's, let's, get that out of the way first. Right. And we're using hypothetical numbers too. I'm not saying, you know, we've got some math in here. You may not be able to find what we're talking about specifically. We're just trying to show you the impact so that you can make an informed decision. We don't have a dog in this fight. So understand, you know, there's some things we have very passionate opinions about. This isn't really one of those, um, but we did want to educate you since the question was asked. Right. And the math is the math. So Mm -hmm. let's go over the math. Mm -hmm. So if you were to borrow $200,000 to purchase a home and it was a 4% interest rate. And let's say your 15 and your 30 both had 4%, which isn't realistic, but let's just work with the math here. Okay. 
With a 15-year mortgage, your monthly payment would be somewhere around $1,479 with that interest rate in it. On a 30-year mortgage, the monthly payment would drop to about $955 a month. So, and this is just interest and the principal. So, this is not including the escrow account. So, you're going to have about a $500 difference per month, which is substantial. But when you look at the life of those mortgages, the interest paid on the 30-year loan over that 30 years would be $143,739. So, you are almost doubling the price of that home just in interest. Yeah. And then, so if you even brought that even farther into retirement planning, if mm-hmm. we were to continue on the math, what does that look like? You know, that 15 years worth of, you know, accumulated compounded interest, if you were to, you know, save mm-hmm. th- that, there's just a, a lot of yeah. more math to this, but just the basics behind it, is it about a $500 a month difference? And then if you were to have that 15-year loan with the 4% rate, you're basically paying 66288 which is still you know a good chunk of money, but it's substantially less. It's $77,000 less if you shortened that timeline. And again, if, you have, if you're looking at different mortgages and, and different loan rates, typically your 15-year mortgages have less interest accruing than your 30-year. So if, you're, if you were to qualify for a 4% rate at 30 years, your 15-year option would have less. So you're paying a lower interest rate in a real market anyway. So it is important to understand that that will make an impact. But I'm just going to be honest with you. If it's not your forever home, are we really in a rush to pay it off? Do we really need that 15-year mortgage if you're just going to move in 10 years? Yeah, because when we look at home prices, we assume that they're going to continue to you know accelerate the cost mm-hmm. of a home so it's not a decreasing asset correct and that's one of the reasons why we're saying you know think about your timeline is because uh, in most markets that home is going to be valued more 10 mm-hmm. years than it is right now so mm-hmm. uh, when you're looking at hey I'm possibly going to move in 15 to 10 years or whatever it may be you know, the idea is that it would be worth more at that point and you wouldn't be upside down in that loan. Yes. So it's more than just the money. You know, sometimes it's about the best and highest use of your dollars. If you, you know, say you went with the 30 year mortgage that frees up $500 a month for you to work towards other goals, then like you said, that may be impactful towards your retirement. So not saying one is better than the other there, but there is a huge difference in interest between the two options because of the time there. Let's talk about another difference, which is the total cost. So whether you're doing 30-year or 15-year, interest rate can be quite impactful. And again, let's look at that $200,000 mortgage again. 30-year loan, 4% interest, total payments. We talked about the interest amount, $343,739. So this is, we were talking about, do we look at monthly amount? Do we look at total cost? Total cost for that 30-year loan is at $343,000. But if you negotiated for a lower interest rate, what would be the impact? So if you drop that down to 3%, then you're down to 303,554 on that same 30-year mortgage. So you're saving $40,000 just by getting a better interest rate. So this kind of leads to the conversation about keeping your credit score intact and making sure that you're shopping around, not just taking the first person that offers you the mortgage. Right. And so, you know, by purchasing car interest rate, if you're on a short-term note, three to five years or whatever it may be, not that mm-hmm. big of a, a, a difference, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at a 30-year note, 1% can be huge over that time. Yes. So obviously we're in a high interest rate environment right now for where we've been mm-hmm. because we were in a historically just 
exceptionally low interest rate environment for so many years and people were borrowing money at one, two, three percent on a 30 year note. Mm -hmm. And now that's turned into seven. You know, so when you're going around shopping for a mortgage right now, it is it's a big difference between eight and seven or seven and six. And this is where I have a bit of a kind of you know passionate opinion. Instead of going to a person, go to a broker who can shop around for you. And I feel the same about insurance. Go to a broker, someone that can shop around for you so that you don't have to go to 30 different places. Because here's the challenge. If you go to four or five different banks, let's say you go to individual banks and you go to them and you say, hey, I'd like a, a quote on this mortgage loan that I'm considering. Each of them is pulling your credit score individually. And we've talked about this in the past, that the number of hits to your credit when people are checking your score can negatively impact your score. So if you're going to do that, do them all in a short period of time. So they all count as one check. But if you can use a broker, they do one check and they can give you all this information with that one check. So I think it's important that you shop it. Yes, that is very important. And then also, again, look past just the monthly rate right now, Mm -hmm. because obviously buying a home is is something that's long term. Yes. So you've got to look at the overall, you know, where you want to be in five years. Mm -hmm. You know, I know a lot of times right now. Uh, the the idea is that go ahead and purchase that home, get into that interest rate, and then refinance later. Mm-hmm. And that may may that may happen, right? But also, you don't know uh, what the market's going to do as far as from the from the housing market. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've had a shortage in houses. We had a high demand that's raised, raised, and then now we've had a rise in rates, and houses have just not just fallen back off to mm-hmm. to uh, their prices before COVID. So. You know, you're paying a much higher price for the house as well as a much higher interest rate. So if you had that, could you sustain it for the next five to seven years? Yes. And I think, too, is, you know, your ability years ago, I bought a house. We bought it. Granted, it was a foreclosure. We fixed it up a little bit. We sold it the next year, made a pretty penny off of it. We didn't intend to have to sell the next year, but we needed to move for work. And so it used to be you could buy a house, do a couple little upgrades and then move out in a year or two. But with buying homes at a bit of a premium, that's probably not going to be as easy for people as it used to be. So it is important to think about your timeline and make sure that you're setting yourself up to win long term. Another thing, if this is your forever home, then it may make sense to accelerate your payoff to either choose the shorter term or if you're already in a longer mortgage, accelerate those payments. Because having that debt paid off, if it's your forever home, absolutely makes sense to me. Yeah. And we talk about that with some retiree clients that are coming in maybe five, seven years out from retirement and they're doing well and contributing to their 401k. Mm -hmm. They've done well in their savings. And now we're looking at, okay, expenses in retirement. And maybe they've got 10 years left on that house. Uh, What if we could go into retirement debt free? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the the things that we look at, you know, with one of with our retirees is what kind of debt you're going to carry into retirement so knowing whether it's a 15 or 30 year term, uh, especially if you're within 10 or 15 years of retirement is very impactful when you start looking at retirement income needs. And you pointed something out that people may have missed. So I want to circle back to it. You said if their retirement savings are in order, it's sort of like when you get in the airplane, you got to put your mask on first, right? If there's an emergency, if you don't have that retirement mask covered, if you're not going to be ready to retire Having the mortgage is kind of inconsequential because you can't retire anyway. So you've got to make sure to weigh it, the amount that you're putting towards that against, are you prepared for other things as well? Yeah. And we've also seen, uh, we've seen clients come in that have chosen a 15 year and they want to pay their house off Mm -hmm. and they're not contributing to their retirement. 
Yes. And so they or are, take money out of their retirement to pay their house off. Exactly. Exactly. So the, there's a lot of conversation that we've had around that in weighing, OK, are you missing out on a match just to pay off your mortgage? Mm-hmm. And is that affecting your long term retirement picture? So there's a lot more decisions to be made within this, you know, 15 to 30 year note uh, selection, along with interest rates. That interest mm-hmm. rates are very important. But what are you doing overall in your financial picture? Are you sacrificing some other retirement, uh, you know, retirement accounts just to pay off a 15 year mortgage or accelerate a 30? Yes. And if you have a financial advisor worth their weight, they will be able to help you come up with other other strategies if using retirement savings doesn't make sense or stopping your retirement savings doesn't make sense. We had one client who had a lot in savings. They were like, oh, I'll just send it to them and pay it off early. And we talked through some different strategies and came up with a different plan that allows them to keep the liquidity of those funds and pay their mortgage off early like they wanted. If you want to pay your mortgage off early, we do want to give you a little bit of feedback on how to do that most effectively. Some people will go in and they'll just make payments like they're doing a regular payment. The challenge with that is what they'll often do is just move your due date for the following month forward. So if you were to make a double payment, for instance, they may count it towards February and March if you're in February, you know, so instead of it really going towards that principle. So what a lot of banks require you to do is make the payment first and then do a separate principal payment or make sure that when you're making that payment that you put the additional principal in there properly instead of just a dollar amount. So and, you know, some make it more difficult. We have to call and do that separately. So it's not always a super easy process, but make sure you're labeling it correctly. So you're not just kind of moving that needle down the road. So we've talked about how there's not really just a right or wrong, but let's talk about when it may make sense just to do the 15-year option, surplus funds, and a short timeline, and everything else is already in order. Right. Is there anything else I'm missing there? No, I think that is uh, one of the things that has kept people from retiring is a house payment, because that Mm -hmm. is our biggest expense. Typically, Mm -hmm. is our our home is expense in retirement, Um, and but then also- you know, we don't want to just say that a 15-year note is the only way to go because mm-hmm. obviously we've talked about it several times, circumstances, but maybe you're renting right now. Mm-hmm. And to get out of, you know, the rental world into home buying, a 30-year note may be where you want to go, yeah. right? Just to get from that transition of actually owning a home. So mm-hmm. there are times then that, that they both meet the needs, but overall just know that in that 30-year note, you're going to be paying more for that home. Yes, And if it works out, if the math adds up, then by all means, do it. Um, So it's time for our two cents. I want to be real honest. You know, your monthly payment does matter, but so does your long term financial independence. So it can be tempting to metaphorically bite off more than you can chew because it fits in the monthly budget. I think a lot of times we can get distracted by that monthly amount. I think back to the first car I bought where I thought I make four hundred dollars a month. Three fifty five is a reasonable car payment. I genuinely, granted I was young, y'all, give me some credit, but in my mind, that was a monthly number that was below what I made, so surely it would work out. But you're not thinking about things like how the taxes will increase over time or the insurance will increase over time, so you want to leave yourself some margin there if you are focusing on that monthly figure. Yep, look past the monthly figure. Mm -hmm. Is this a good investment for me personally? Is it a good investment for my family? Is this where I could see myself in five years? And uh, so there's a lot of factors to go into play beyond just 15 versus 30. Mm -hmm. And if you are out there in a 15 year note, that's great. But if you're in there in a 30 and that's working for you, then make sure your overall financial picture is aligning with that decision. 
Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on Talking Sense today. If you like what you heard today and you've liked our other content, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss our new episodes that we put out every single week. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Gemwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.